Welcome to a remote version of Enough. I'm Nicole Hawkinson. I'm Dee Dee Simmons. And we are really glad you're joining us today. It's exciting to take Enough on the road. I know. I have to give a lot of credit to you because you, you took care of the equipment. I mean, I just showed up. Well, I had it all yeah, since we filmed at my house, yeah. So I just had it, so yeah, I brought it. But we decided to get away to have a business meeting, an end-of-the-year business meeting, because it was not happening within our homes. There are too many people in our houses right now that are working and doing school, and we could we would sit down to work and to do some like discussion about the future and planning, and it just was difficult. So no, and the calendar yeah. too. I mean, we kept like locking in times to get yeah. things done, and then an appointment would come up, or somebody would need something, or somebody needed to go somewhere, and we were like, we have to check out. And um, I'm so glad we did. Me this, too. So I'm going to start off with a couple questions just to kind of kick us off and get to know Dee Dee. And one of the things, and I don't know the answer to this question, is out of all the house duties that are typical to motherhood, what is the duty that you absolutely hate to do? I really do not enjoy laundry. And I think that's funny because I, when I remember one time you telling me how much you enjoy doing laundry, and I just don't enjoy it 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 grows I think like my socks have babies or something because they just these random socks show up and I would say laundry is my least favorite my least favorite one I'm very grateful I have a laundry room with a door Mm. so I can just pull that door shut and then um do it when I can I, I folded Four, five loads of laundry before I came here on this trip. Laundry is never ending. I just love the process of you can go start to finish with it. You know what I mean? Like start to the wash and then the towel's folded and you put it in the cabinet. Like you get the whole gamut. But I get it. I get it. Well, mine is spaced out. Like I will start it and dry it and then I, I don't have a day to do laundry. So... When I folded five loads, I only washed, I think, three. Well, I got to tell you a funny story. I mean, when we talk about, do you know the socks? The socks that either they multiply or they disappear. I have, so I have a laundry basket in my room that has so many socks in it. Like, you just wouldn't even believe it. I would because I have one that matches. Well, my husband thought it was just like our problem. My problem. The house's (laughs) problem. He really struggled for a while on... The whole, the socks, having the extra socks, mm-hmm. it would it would frustrate him. So one time I was at Target and there was a uh, wall hanging that said lost socks. It was really cute. Oh, yeah. yeah and it yeah. had maybe like six clips on it. And so I decided to do a Facebook Live right there. And I was like, look how cute this is. I only need 10 of them. You know, because like <laughs> yeah. six clips. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. there's so many lost socks in my house. And I put it on Facebook. And that was Ben's first time to realize, because the comments came pouring in Mm -hmm. of people that have lost sock issues. 
Yes. And he did not realize, like, he really, I think, felt like it was a problem in our house, not realizing it's like a universal problem. Well, teenagers now, it's, the cool thing is to not wear matching socks. So when you do, if you did the load that somebody had on, the socks aren't going to match. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I guess I'm old and like for my socks to match. So. Okay. I'll ask you one more question before we move on to the topic today. Okay. It is, what is... I have this dream in, that I'm someday going to have a bunch of really cool art in my house. Like like real art. Not mm-hmm. like go to Hobby Lobby and buy the art. Like mm-hmm. art that's going to be original paintings. Mm-hmm. Is do you so what is my my question for you is what is your favorite thing that you have hanging in your house right now? Well, when you were talking about art I I thought you were going to go a different question, a different route with that question and there was an artist who's passed away now, but he was friends with my mother-in-law. And he did watercolors. And that's a pretty tricky art to doing watercolors. But he painted the waterfall where Ken and I got engaged. Mm. And that was a special gift. And we have a couple of other paintings by him. And then my brother-in-law painted, he's very, very talented. And he painted one year for Christmas the names they draw, drew, he painted different pictures, and so he painted me a magnolia. I love magnolias. I think they're beautiful. And so I love that piece as well. And as we were talking about, are we going to build? And if we do build, what would be in our house? I was talking with my middle daughter about the art, and I said, you know, I don't want to just buy something to buy something. I would rather buy something that has meaning or if somebody I knew made it. And so we started talking about our friends that we know that are artists and what we would want to commission them to paint for us or to make for us. So Oh, I love that. Yeah. So you're going to get real art in your house. Yeah. Someday and what, I want and, real and art. she recommended one of her friends um, who is in high school, but she does a lot of different types of drawings or paintings. She's so, so talented. And she said, you should get her to to do a painting for you and I said I would love that like it means something it's special that's awesome so that's what that is my favorite thing probably hanging right now those things all right so I'm bringing the topic this week and as I was thinking about what do we want to talk about and I was thinking about the holidays and how they're going to look different this year a fear of mine that was a fear for a long time, and I actually have not told Nicole that this was a fear of mine uh, when we were talking about uh, this topic, was I was afraid to be alone. I was afraid that one day I would just be all by myself in my house. Like I thought, maybe I won't ever get married, maybe I'm just gonna be alone. And I started wondering, why was that a fear of mine to be alone, to, to think I would be all by myself? And I think maybe other people have that fear, but coming up on this holiday season, I think a lot of people are going to be alone or feel alone. There, you can feel alone in a room full of people. Well, mm-hmm. nobody's in a room full of people now, but even when you used to be able to be in a room full of people, you can still feel alone. And I thought this would be a really great topic for us to delve into to 
talk about what can we do, how can we prepare ourselves for the holidays so that when those events that we're used to celebrating come, those days come and go and it's not what we were used to or like our hearts are just sad because we feel like we're alone. How do we celebrate that? How do we, how do we prepare ourselves to not have that emptiness, that sadness? And one of the things I thought about was the importance of um, purpose and gratitude. So having gratitude for what you currently have. What are your blessings? What are the opportunities in this moment? And then what could be your purpose during that time? Because if you stay in the head game that I'm all alone and by myself or, you know, you're, you're stewing in a heartbreak, which hurts, like not ignoring that emotion, but how can we set ourselves up to still thrive during that time? Yeah, I mean, I think that you... You and I have talked about this before, so I, I think that you have a lot of great ideas. And my thought that first comes to mind is not ideas of how to make your days more purposeful. My first idea is stay off of social media. Mm-hmm. Like I think social media, although we feel point. like we go to social media in order to feel more connected with people and to feel like we're a part of something, there's so many times it makes us feel more empty, mm-hmm. longing, jealousy kicks in, you know, like, so if you're in a position of, um, I talked to somebody not, not very long ago and I heard the story of a conversation that was had and they said, how are you handling the situation? He was like, well, frankly, I'm feeling jealous because I see other people, you know, our family is staying during, during this season is staying more close knit, Mm -hmm. but yet through social media, they're seeing families that are not, that are out doing things and, and, being with other people and what they're feeling is jealous mm-hmm. with it, which then creates a feeling of anger. And then, and then that feeling of loneliness. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're all by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're in this. And then you feel like you're in it by yourself. Yeah. And you're not, when you open up about it, people start sharing how they're feeling the same thing. But I think what happens is we feel like we're the only ones mm-hmm. when we're in that time. And so we don't want to talk to anybody. We feel like something's wrong with me or um, I shouldn't feel like this, you know. And there's like shame or guilt even. And because you know, okay, I live in America and we have many blessings that people will never even consider having in their life, you know. Like, so then there's shame. Like, I, sh- I shouldn't feel this way. But when you get in that place of just, disappointment and and isn't that where lonely takes you I'm you're just this is not this doesn't feel like the way it's supposed to be right so then you get in a place of a disappointment I think that's where you know we can talk about being intentional to not let ourselves go to that place Mm -hmm. because when we go to that place then we're going to be hanging out with our disappointed self and our disappointed self thinks differently than our content joyful and gratitude self Mm -hmm. it it talks to people differently. It eats different foods. It watches different shows. 
It spends our time differently. Like when we're in disappointment, our disappointed self stays in activities that keep us there. Mm-hmm. So trying to figure out ways ahead of time so that we don't get down to being hanging out with our disappointed self. Yeah. And when you are feeling disappointed, you cannot feel gratitude. Mm-mm. But when you are experiencing gratitude over that moment, then your energy level begins to elevate. So I think one thing that's super important is to plan for the holidays to be different and think about what you can create during this time. This is an opportunity, a, a quietness in the busyness of life, which we never usually have during the holidays. So this is an opportunity really to begin to create something because when you start to create, there's life there. It's like the world is set up this way. God has orchestrated it this way. After the winter, that cold and bleakness comes spring, comes new creation. And sometimes it takes a really hard time to spark an idea that then re- that grows into something that you want to pursue and that you're excited to get up for in the morning. And when you start serving others, when you say, you know, I'm going to be a blessing to somebody today, then that creates this excitement and this energy inside of you as you think, how can I be a blessing in this moment? How can I, how can I serve somebody else? And it doesn't have to be with money or, I mean, it could be with your time. Just what can you do to serve somebody else? I think that is the biggest mental game changer mm-hmm. whenever you are feeling disappointed and stuck to serve somebody else. I'm sure we can we can talk about some different ideas with that. And the first thing yeah. that, that comes up to my mind also is to spend some time. You know, we don't write, I don't write letters. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, you're smiling big. So this is the idea. I don't mm-hmm. ever. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I started the only time I've written letters. <sighs> this is good. Okay, like I'm having this moment yes. here. So I had a family member that was incarcerated. And letters were the only way that you could communicate with that family member. Mm-hmm. So I had to actually sit down with a pen and paper and write page after page after page and then I sent it and then I waited for the return and as soon as I got it I went to a quiet place to read it Mm -hmm. and then I wrote the letter back and so you know I love I love this now that I'm having this revelation because I had a lot of gratitude in being able to have that opportunity to write that letter and I don't write letters ever so this is the only time that I really did it but it was it was good for my heart as much as I know that it was good for their heart to be able to get that. The reason I was smiling so big is because that was one of the things I was thinking could be a really fun thing to look forward to that day that you get up and do. And this past Thanksgiving, I had intended to write a letter to each of my family members and send it. But things got super busy before Thanksgiving because we didn't spend... Um, Thanksgiving with Ken's family like we usually do. So I got up Thanksgiving morning and I went into my sunroom and I didn't have time 
to message everybody because I had a ton of cooking to do, but just for ourselves. I didn't really have to cook all this, but I did. But you wanted to make it I special. I wanted to. Yeah. And, but I sent messages to all of our parents mm-hmm. and to my siblings and to Ken's sisters. And it was, I had so much joy in typing that. And even though it was a text, which is impersonal, how sweet would a letter be that you can hold and keep forever? Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a lovely way to spend what could be a sad day thinking about writing letters to, to people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Also, if you're into crafting, prepare to to make something beautiful that day whether it's painting or quilting or crocheting or whatever and have a specific person in mind that you're going to give it to that you're making this for that person and have all the supplies have it all ready don't start on it early so that day you can get up and you can do it and if you are comfortable getting together with a person or two reach out to other people that may be in your same situation and say, hey, would you want to come over for lunch or dinner or watch a movie or whatever you might enjoy doing together? And I think this message actually is so good, not just for somebody that is going to find themselves in a situation where they feel lonely, but also all of us probably could think of someone that we know is going to be lonely over the holidays. And for us to be intentional to love on them well because they are going to be by themselves. And like you said, I, I really love the point that you made is that you could be, it doesn't mean you have to be all alone in your house. Mm-hmm. You could have two toddlers in your house and a teenager and a husband and still feel lonely. Yes. You know who those people are in, you know, in your life. And this year, just this situation, people are feeling more lonely than ever. Mm-hmm. So for those that, of us that maybe this feeling doesn't resonate because you, you're not in that place, but yet then that means maybe this podcast is a call to action to make sure that you're reaching out to somebody that is going to be in that place. That's a great point. Dropping yes. a special gift off at their doorstep. Yes. Yeah. Ding you know, dong dash. A ding dong dash. <laughs> we would like all of our listeners to do a ding dong dash. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You haven't? No. I don't think it, I heard it for the first time. I'm doing a ding dong dash. <laughs> it sounds wrong, but it's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But... But really, I mean, all of us, if we're, if we're not in one position, we absolutely are in another. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing, too, if you are feeling alone and a little bit lost, start thinking about what you're passionate about and connecting with other people who enjoy that. And maybe passionate's not the best word. Something you enjoy, a hobby that you enjoy. And start connecting with other people that do that. Like Nicole and I, we love to run in the woods, mm-hmm. in the trails in the woods. And that is a place that we love to do it together. 
But if we were in a position where we had to run it alone, we would run it alone and enjoy it just as much, you know, and um, it's fun to connect with other people. So we both connected with that group that runs in the in that park that we like to run in. And it's, I think when you start to connect with what you enjoy, what your gifts are and your talents, and you create a community around that, then you start attracting people that are interested in the same thing too. So if you're just feeling alone in your life, like in a relationship, don't just seek a relationship. Start pursuing what you're really interested in and what brings you joy. And then other people who are like-minded are going to be attracted to you for that. Yeah, I mean, there's book clubs and they're online now, but I mean... You're still cracking a book of a or cracking the spine of a great book in yeah. order to. So that's a great point. So you could do you could plan a Zoom event on Christmas Day if you wanted to, just to see your family. Yes, and we've done that several times with our family. Have you? Yeah, our Galesburg yeah. family. We've done Zooms. I mean, it's a little chaotic. <laughs> yeah. There's the there's the young kids that want their face in the camera and want to show <laughs> yeah. off or whatever, but. No, um, it's, it's a sweet, it's still, it's a great way that we can still connect with people, even though, mm-hmm. I mean, and we'll, I assume we're going to be, we will do that for Christmas this year because we will not be in Illinois. It's the first time in my 45 years of life that yeah. I'm not going to be in Illinois for Christmas. So, wow. um, we, even some, those things I'm going to have, might have some moments. I might have and some moments okay. that I feel lonely because Everything I've known, all the things that I loved there, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, I mean, everything about it, it's not its not going to be the same. So I'm going to have to make that happen this year. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I'm also going to have to think about it ahead of time. I'm going to have to plan ahead. I'm going to have to think about what I want it to look like and then make it happen. Because if I just wait till that day right, and then try to make the most of it, mm-hmm. It might not work out so well. It's probably going to come off flat mm-hmm. because be it's going to be comparing to what it was. And I'll hang out in a place of disappointment. Yes. But you can also get focused on creating something new. And in the that creation, find energy and excitement like you were talking about with the letters and how much you enjoyed getting that letter and writing the letter. And you can create something new. Mm-hmm. And really find excitement around it. I love it. Thank you for joining us on this episode today. We hope that we left you with some excitement and some ideas on how to make this holiday extra special. And if you would like to connect with us on social media, uh, listen to some more of our podcasts, or just learn about our coaching business, go to www.liveyourdesign.life. And if you found value in this episode, we would love for you to share this with somebody that that might be facing some lonely times during the holidays and would benefit from, from listening. And when you send it, also, if you don't subscribe already, just subscribe, drop us a note. We'd love to hear from you and what you would like to hear us talk about next.